Hi, thanks for joining me for episode five of the Interactive Exhibit Design Podcast. My name is Rebecca Rahe, I'm your host, and I'm here today with Brayden Murray. So, Brayden, I mean, we're here to talk about inter- interactive exhibit design, but it might be nice to kind of know where you're coming from. So, what's your background? Um, what have you got even coming into this? Um, coming into uh, coming into uh, this program, um, well. I guess I can talk about where I'm coming out of. Um, uh, I attended the University of New Brunswick. Um, I graduated in 2008 and uh, studied military history there. Um, in my fourth year, um, I started to look seriously at um, museum programs and uh, kind of museum studies and looking at uh, different heritage opportunities. Um, I took a year off. Um, as one does, and uh, was underemployed for most of that year. Um, so by about halfway through, I figured it was time to uh, it was time to do something about that. Um, so I started putting in applications to different graduate programs um, right across the country. And uh, Western was the one that uh, was the one that hit the spot. I can remember um, standing in the kitchen, uh, standing in the kitchen with my parents and talking about different schools and. Uh, um, just the day after I passed in the implica- er, application, I said, uh, if I get into Western, that is where I'm going to go. Um, I've already made my choice. And that is what ended up happening, and that you know, here I am. So I hear you on the underemployed thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know I spent a year as a visual merchandiser just to keep myself paid, so... Um, what about, like, what other programs did you apply for? Like, more standard ma- MAs? Um, did you apply to the other public history program, or...? I was looking at, I was looking at a few different, uh, different opportunities, um, some specifically in public history, some in museology, and some in just straight, straight history. Um, if I was going to do just straight history, I was, I was quite interested in, in staying at the University of New Brunswick, um, because they have several professors there whose uh, research I'm quite interested in. Yeah, if I'd done a straight history master's as well, it would have been UNB. Yes, yes. Possibly in hopes of getting David Frank. Yes, David Frank. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's a, a yeah. d- delightful human being um, and v- very intelligent as well. Um, yeah, I was, I was looking at a few different, a few different opportunities, uh, you know, U of T museology program, uh, the Carleton public history program. Um, there's a few different ones that I was looking at that actually weren't postgraduate. Um, they were kind of the nuclear option, I guess. Um, and uh, I, was, I was looking at a couple actually in the UK as well. Um, I got accepted in the University of Nottingham, um, which I think would have been quite interesting, but also quite expensive. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I mean, <laughs> as, as a non-resident, it, it's very expensive to go to school in the UK. Yeah, a, a good friend of mine um, graduated a few years ago. Um, with a degree from, well, with a, a master's degree um, in communications from the University of Brighton. And uh, while it was a wonderful experience, I mean, he met the woman he married, and uh, he did a lot of different different uh, things that he wouldn't have the chance to do if he stayed in Canada. Um, he also paid um, about 40 grand in total for mm-hmm. the entire year, um, which is <laughs> not <laughs> ideal, to say the least. Not so much. Um... Yeah, England for me is an option only if Mikel and I both go over there and I can live and become a resident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, what, like, a, there's seven of us in the intera in interactive exhibit design class. Um, why did you decide to take it? I mean, we had a lot of options this semester, so. We did. We did have a lot of options, and uh, uh, it's not, not to besmirch the other, the other classes, but I think this is one of the ones um, where it's a really unique opportunity to study with someone um, who's doing a lot of very interesting kind of cutting-edge things. Um, uh, straight history is, is great. I mean, that's, that's what I love, but the fact of the matter is I'm here to gain a very specific set of skills um, that will help me in furthering my career in, uh, in museums. And to take another course in straight history and write a research paper, as one does, um, it would be great. It would be really interesting. But it wouldn't be necessarily useful in, in um, actually kind of, kind of moving, moving the yardstick forward. Um, so I guess that's, that's the main reason, um, to, gain, to gain the skills associated with, uh, with kind of uh, the digital aspect of uh, both history and... Uh, and uh, museum studies. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the first, the first half of the digital history class, and uh, I'm rather enjoying, rather enjoying this half as well. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the reason, just pushing the yardstick forward, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of us went running back to social memory in part because I think we were missing kind of what we were used to, the the research paper. But uh, I, I agree, like it's it's definitely. It's definitely something that we should be doing here because we are looking at hopefully becoming less underemployed on the other end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that I wasn't able to take um, either of the courses offered with the with Jonathan Vance um, uh, this year because I mean, he's a uh, he's a history nerd celebrity, right? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's it's... the one whose name people know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, that's one thing I, I guess I'm regretting um, not being able to kind of take that opportunity um, but like I said at the same time um, there's only so many hours in the day well, this and, is it, uh, right? I've, I've wished a few times that maybe I had a fourth credit and then wondered where I'd have time to do it yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely it would certainly complicate things certainly complicate things um, so part of I mean, interactive exhibit design is obviously our projects um, what are like what are I don't know a whole lot about your projects mm -hmm. um, what kind of do you have on the go Oh, there's a few things um, that I kind of I'm, I'm working on. Um, I'm kind of pushing forward um, with the uh, 3D digitization, um, trying to get a good grasp on that. I think that's a really, really important skill. And I think moving forward in the museum community, um, it's going to be something that uh, employers are really looking for. Um, not just the actual skill, um, but the attitude um, by which... Well, the attitude that, that you have that you're not going to be intimidated by technology, and I think that's very important. Um, so I'm working on the 3D digitization, uh, working on um, trying to get a historic radio on the go um, online on archive, archive.org. Um, there's an entire 24-hour uh, newsday broadcast of June 6, 1944. And uh, so it's, it starts out at uh, 1237 at night, the first newscast comes in, and it says, you know, we're getting reports from Berlin Radio um, that something's happening. We're not sure what. We'll keep you posted. And so as you continue to listen and as they play music from 
1944, the big band music. And as they play soap operas during the day, they cut in halfway through and they say, we have a breaking news announcement. Um, you know, Allied forces have been spotted on you know, the beaches of Normandy. And uh, Well, first, it, it, it starts out with uh, uh, the deception effort um, with all the, the Allied um, news radio reports of a landing, um, a diversionary landing uh, for what will be the main landing in uh, Calais. Um, so I guess the news were, they were kind of in cahoots, um, with, with, uh, with Shafe on that one. Um, but it's, it's really quite interesting that, uh, you can, you can sit and you can listen to as kind of the day unfolds and, uh, and kind of, you can hear the tones of, uh, the radio announcer's voice as he's announcing certain things. And then by the end of the day, of course, there's, uh, you know, the, the announcement by the king of, of the invasion and also the very, the very famous, uh, prayer by FDR on, uh, on, uh, well, very, very close to the end of the broadcast date, about 11.30, so, um, so what I'm going to try and do is, is, uh, uh, use, uh, the Arduino and, um, the different technology associated with that, and, uh, basically try to shoehorn all that into an old, old-style radio, if I can find one at an antique store, lay village, that sort of thing. And, well, uh, it's probably a good place to have Yeah, in. yeah, absolutely. Um, just just a wooden radio is what I'm looking for. Even even a wooden box that kind of looks like a radio. Um, if I can if I can put all that in and then um, have a system where you can just turn the switch and it turns to historic radio broadcast, I think that'd be really really neat. A really really cool thing to to be able to do. Absolutely, sounds and, like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's very practical as well. Um, again, like I said, I'm all about uh, acquiring certain skills. You might even be able to, like, index it slightly so that you could clue, like, mm-hmm. go in through certain points of the day by turning the dial or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. That would yep. be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of our stuff, well, we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is very dependent on being able to find uh, even a radio. Um, it's very dependent on my skills as a programmer, it's, it's very, uh, which are very limited. Um, that's the part that's getting scary for me as well is yeah. the programming. It's the processing mm-hmm. and... Yeah, anything with numbers, um, I kind of shut down. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm trying to rewind the years on my liberal arts education that taught me that numbers are bad and numbers are evil. And, uh, you know, you can only use them if you have to. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, it, uh, it should be fine, but we will see. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's been rewinding back to the environmental science degree where I avoided numbers as much as I could anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have done ecology. Did I do ecology? No, I avoided ecology at all costs. Um, so, I mean, I guess really all of us are in the same boat in this regard. We're hoping to be employed on the other side of this, right? Um, any ideas? Uh, been looking at anything? Um, internship opportunities? Yeah. Um, well, there, there have been a few um, that I've interviewed for. Um, and there are a few that I've yet to interview for. Um Mostly around War of 1812 uh, activities. Um, as you know, the, the 200th anniversary of the War of 1812 is coming up. And uh, for some reason, um, people from Ontario love the War of 1812 um, more than any other province as oh, far as absolutely. I can tell. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we had a pretty big stock in 1812 in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Do they care? Not so much. Not so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we, we I think we care quite a bit more about even, even the Fenian raids. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they did in New Brunswick was blow up an outhouse, and you know, <laughs> um, not not a big deal, really. Yeah. I mean, inconvenient, but not a big deal. Um, 
But anyway, there's, there's a lot of money floating around for that, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity to um, teach and teach people about uh, you know our common history, um, history of British North America. Um, I'm hesitant to call it Canadian history; I know that's quite controversial. Um, but uh, our, our, the history of, of uh, uh, you know British North America and our continent and our area, and uh, the fact is, a lot of the battle, battlefields, excuse me, um, a lot of the battlefields are parks. Um, I'm going up tomorrow to see uh, the area where the Battle of Stony Creek took place. And uh, I think there's, there's a huge amount of interest for it. Um, the fact is, anytime um, someone fires a weapon at someone else in anger, um, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of things that are involved with that. And uh, anytime it comes down to um, uh, what we would see as the Canadians, I'm putting up my air quotes there, um, anytime we see the Canadians uh, uh, firing against the, the Americans, I think that's an added dimension. Um, you know, we saw it just a few weeks ago with the hockey, the hockey game. There's a fair amount of rivalry there. And uh, any time, uh, well, that's, it's, it's an added dimension. And I think it's, it's really interesting, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a neat conflict, and uh, I think it's, it's a good opportunity to get past what we've seen in uh, textbooks and grade 10 history class. Mm-hmm. And, so. Absolutely. It's an it's a opportunity to make that history real instead yeah, of just absolutely. something boring on a yep. gray page that no kid in the right mind really wants to read. Yeah, and I think one of the, one of the big things that the province is doing um, that's a really, really good thing is they're uh, cooperating quite a bit with reenactors. And uh, uh, I think the best way, I know myself as a child, seeing reenactments of battles and soldiers and uniforms and rifles and that sort of thing is really interesting. And uh, seeing cannons exploding and all this, you know, smoke everywhere. It's really, it's, it's, it's an assault on the senses for a, for a kid, even for an, ad, an, an adult. Um, and it's really exciting. And uh, it's the sort of thing that makes people stop and think, wow, maybe I'd like to learn a little bit more about this. And uh, not just about the actual battle, but all the things that go along with it, uh, the people that followed the camp, the life at the time, what would cause um, people to actually want to fight, what would cause... Um, you know what would cause you know, the political situations, and it's it's really it's a stepping off point. And uh, if we can get people excited about our, our common history um, by, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, nerding it up, um, <laughs> I think that's great. I think it's wonderful, and uh, it's it's like I said, a great opportunity to uh, share in a, a common heritage. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like that's kind of the direction you're going anyway. Like, Yeah, it is. It seems to it be. Is, yeah. I mean, it, it also seems to be the majority of what we're seeing as mm-hmm. far as internship opportunities come mm-hmm. up. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty much everything yep. I wanted to ask. Uh, I guess good luck with uh, the interview tomorrow. <laughs> or Sorry, you said you were going up to the battle. But... Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm going to stop off um, at the battlefield itself. Um, I am interviewing in, uh, uh, in a building close to City Hall which will take me pretty much right into the heart of downtown Hamilton, um, which should be interesting. <laughs> I have yet to actually um, stop into Hamilton. I, I have been there once, and I was nine years old, and uh, I have not been <laughs> back since. Um, so hopefully that goes well. Hopefully I'll be able to find a, a place to park, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Run lines for issue most of the time. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for uh, coming down to talk to me. Hey, right. not a problem. <laughs>